Yo, what is up everyone? Welcome back to another episode. We're glad you're tuning in with us. Today we talk about the importance of needing a savior. And we made a slight change of our debate section of the show. Probably the best part though is the long pause where we can't find our scripture. Stay tuned. God bless. What is up guys? glad to get started again with Cole Harris. This is Braden Harris for another episode of the Kingdom Vision podcast. We are excited about this one. You're dang right we are. All right. Well, we're going to begin at the beginning. Yes, sir. In Genesis 3. Genesis 3, 8. So, you know, the message we're talking about today, you know, we're just really want to emphasize our need for a savior you know last time we talked about the significance of what jesus did on the cross and this time we're going to talk about our need for a savior so travel way back with me right now to the genesis account if you have your bibles open them up (laughs) uh genesis 3 8 it says okay so a little background first my bad it's uh so before Adam and Eve ate the apple, of course, in the Garden of Eden. They had a perfect relationship with God. And, you know, we, it's, that's just so significant because we have never known a single, we, I mean, we can't even relate to a perfect harmony. They walked no. with God. We know nothing of that, that, that manner. No, we, they were born into perfection so they could meet with God face to face. Yes, and it says right here. And more background. So they're in the garden. You know, God gives them command, do not eat from the apple or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah, the apple, that's just an add-in. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Do not eat from the tree. Yeah. Basically, that's the only rule. So they eat from the tree, and then it says in Genesis 3, 8, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So, it obviously says the Lord God is walking. So they had, that is proof of a relationship with God. But here's the thing. <laughs> Close enough of a relationship that they ran away from him. Son yeah. of God, yeah. It's like, it's like someone with their parents. They're like, they run away from the house. And I mean, they're like, I'm not picking up the phone. Oh, nothing. yeah. No, I got it. This is the kind of relationship that they had. They're they like, had the audacity oh yeah. to oh, run. Also the audacity, but that's that shame, guilt, and oh, condemnation yeah. all in one right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. You know, so what, we, what we're trying to emphasize here is this moment, this is where sin entered, and it just broke everything from then on, from our time yep. now, 100 years ago, 100 years in the future, everything is broken. And it happened in this moment when they disobeyed God's command. Yes. So we were made in perfection. And then whenever Adam or Adam and Eve eat of the tree, we we become imperfection by we become a fallen world just through their sin. So now we're born into a fallen world. And now we're in need of becoming back righteousness oh. in in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Yes, sir. And, you know, the same sin that Adam and Eve faced is the same sin affecting us today. It was obviously the choice of Adam and Eve to sin or to eat the apple, but it is affecting our everyday life today in today's time and in today's society. But 
that is important because we got to recognize our need for a savior that we are broken yeah we are born into a fallen world now now we have we have to become made new in Jesus's death through his blood his perfect blood being shed so through his perfect life whenever he dies he becomes sin so that we can become righteousness so all those our sins and iniquities goes on and it's nailed on the cross right there and Jesus wipes it away with his perfect blood let me read That's that awesome. scripture real quick actually 2 Corinthians 5 14 actually 2 Corinthians 5 14 through 21 but I'm going to skip to the end this is verse 21 it says God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God so basically, Jesus we all know Jesus was perfect. He never sinned. So he you know, this this actually would lead perfectly into this Philippians scripture. It says this is Philippians two, six through thirteen. It says Let his okay it says, Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has, has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Man, I mean, just what we just read. Jesus was a perfect man but why so then why would he have to die on the cross Brayden tell us why would he have to die on the cross in order for the just part of of God so we walk in 100% mercy because God is 100% just so he comes and he's like my son Jesus you're you have to die on the cross. I mean, right there it said he made him to have no sin yes. to become he sin for us. Sin, and it states that God couldn't even look upon Jesus because he was sin. So that separation, he had to be separated from Jesus in that point. Of course, that's and that's crazy. that's the Matthew is when that's that's when the same. He, that's the Adam and Eve thing. They yeah. were perfect, and that's also what you said. The separation part is yes. at the end of Matthew, and it says. Abba, Abba, why have you forsaken me? Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Because mm-hmm. he became sin, so they he had, had to, to separate. But guess what? God forsake Jesus because he can't be involved with sin. No. But guess what? Jesus will never forsake us. Absolutely. It's powerful stuff, bro. It's powerful stuff. And the fact that he walked purely as a man, that's what gets me. The, the fact that he walked in perfection purely faced everything man. we face today he faced all of everything that could have ever been attacked he faced Beat it. it oh shoot and let now me, we walk in his me, victory that i just got a scripture in my head right now genesis it you know what amazes me also about the bible is genesis was when written what five thousand six thousand years ago in theory in theory a long time ago before jesus it is just amazing how there's already a prophecy about Jesus in the Genesis account. But it says, where did, where, do you know where it says he struck uh, the head of the snake, but the snake was struck the heel? Yes. 
it's right after they sin and they run away in shame. Oh, it might be right here. <clears throat> Bear with me here. My fault, my fault. This is why I gotta start tapping my scripture goodness. Ah, you know what? Go, go ahead and read Romans three twenty three. Romans three twenty three. Yeah, while well, I look for this, I got you. <clears throat> How about James two ten? <laughs> whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is, is guilty of breaking all of it. Oh yeah. Okay. So that concept is, I mean, yeah, you can. It's it's murder. It's yeah, jealousy. It, it's all the way that further feeds into that further feeds into the fact of how much we truly need a savior. It doesn't matter if you've lied to your mom one time, if you've done this, done this, done that. We've all sinned. We all need to become the righteousness of God. We all need a savior. Doesn't matter if you murder someone. We need a savior. We all need a savior. That's just part of it. But Jesus made it easy now. That's the whole the whole Old Testament. You see, it is a struggle for people. Imagine not being as easy as for us now. Imagine that we they had to keep track of every sin that they made and and make an atonement mm-hmm. for it, eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. Once Jesus's blood, that that eye, then that's it. Something happens, that's it, because Jesus's death covers it now. There doesn't have to be a repayment. You know, I found I found my scripture finally okay, about yeah. twenty years later. Yeah, regardless, so this is just what amazes me about the Bible, Jesus. In Genesis three fifteen, it talks Moses, who wrote the Genesis account already makes a prophecy about Jesus, the coming of the Messiah. He says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So basically, I will put enmity between you and the woman, Jesus' mother, and between your offspring and hers. Jesus was her offspring. The devil has offspring, obviously. He's still... He's mm. still working in today's yeah. into our life today, but guess what? He will strike your head. He 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 striked sin on the head. Beat mm. it. Done for. Yep. Cast it out. Take it to the He's bank. The whatever way, you want to say. The life. Beat and it. The devil is the author of lies. So when he came out in truth, he strikes it, and he's like, "Well, we won. It's victory. Undefeated. All you have to do is say and join in." And pick up that cross and follow Jesus. Undefeated. Yep. So then it says, He will strike your head. Jesus striked the head of sin. And you will strike his heel. What does that mean? It means that we, sin still strikes me, Brayden, every mm. human being, our heels. It is our weakness. It, it still nips at us. But guess what? It's already beaten. Just because it, it nips at us. You know what I mean? It's, it's just powerful stuff. And it's just... Amazing. Yes, but in that, the important part is to you can rule over that sin. You can you stomp your head, stomp its head. Jesus already won it. He stomp he he beat that he beat that sin. So now we can walk out in his victory. Yes, it'll keep trying to strike strike at our heel, strike at our heel. Well, we just keep stomping it. 
You know, we yes, keep sir. we keep stomping it. It doesn't matter how many come, whatever comes, we keep going against it. Yes, sir. You know, kind of got off topic there, but that Genesis, that prophecy, man, it just those things, those prophecies. I mean, it's just undeniable. It just presents Christianity and my faith. It is that's my one of my whys. You know, just those undeniable prophecies mm-hmm. that just present Jesus as the Messiah and they come true, man. But I'm going I'm to go to Ephesians 2.8. And this is back on topic where we're talking about, you know, our need for a Messiah and our need for a Savior because we are sinners. I am a sinner. We are all sinners. So in Ephesians 2.8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Man, it nothing we can do nothing to get to heaven. Literally. We there's nothing no no prayer you can say, no no amount of money you can make, no amount of accolades you can receive. Nothing gets you to heaven no. by works. It's by faith and belief in mm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I always say this that the works are a byproduct. Once you are in Christ, once you are in Jesus, once you have accepted him and you come under him in obedience then he will ask you to do works for him but if you're trying to do works and you're not for God and if you're not under God and under his authority then you'll be doing works for self and works for self you'll never be fulfilled in them because you're not already righteousness once you understand that you were made righteousness through Jesus that's when you're that's whenever you're you're like oh so i can i can go and pray for someone and if they reject it that's okay and if i get to pray for them that's awesome yeah Mm. guess what success in this world failure in this world that doesn't define us our identity in christ is what defines us identity 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 look great you know that that great song Mm. that's a that's a banger yeah it is anyways uh, Jesus, this is John fourteen six. This one just, this is powerful in my opinion. It says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm. I mean, he's our way to the to, to the Father, God, through Jesus. Our, he is the Savior. He is the Messiah. Mm. Simple as that. That is very simple. But, you know, next I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, actual example in the Bible of needing a savior and you know I'm gonna go to first Timothy here and you know this is Paul writing to Timothy the young the young minister yeah by the and way this is take two and oh yeah son of a gun we man go over that real quick yeah we uh so a little background before we go there we recorded this whole episode about five hours ago and realized it wasn't recording or something was wrong with the recording hmm. so this is take two 11 30 at night but we got in the car yes we did we kind of laughed it off it kind of hurt but we laughed it, it, it off. hurt it hurt and we weren't really willing to talk about it but it hurt and then he goes oh i forgot to talk about paul Oh yeah! Thanks for reminding. Me. Yeah, yeah, I forgot to talk about Paul, and I was like, 
Well, you know, that's Jesus. Hey, so. yeah, first episode, first take. Forgot to talk about Paul. God, give me a second chance here. This is this is the oh, this is this is the Paul for Paul. You're getting the second chance, just like Paul. That's Bro. cool. We're speaking from spirit now. Come on now. Anyways, it's so Paul's writing to Timothy. Timothy is a a young minister talking to these different churches, and basically, he's given him he's given his uh his testimony, you know, and and you know I'm just gonna read it. it says First Timothy. Oh, this is First Timothy one, thirteen through fifteen. It says, "Although I was formerly, you know, let me go back one." <laughs> it says, it "says And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me, because He has counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and in, or an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did I did it ignorantly in unbelief." And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of who I am the worst. So basically, <laughs> Paul said I'm the worst. Basically, he's he's <laughs> oh, man. he's admitting the fact that he needed a savior and he was the worst. A little background knowledge again. Paul approved before he before he found God, before he found, you know, the ministry of Jesus. He was persecuting Christians. He approved of the murder of Christians. And now he's... Yeah, there's a particular um, instance in the Bible that he like he was a part of the murder. Like, this man was a full-blown murderer of stones. And he wrote half of the New Testament. What the heck? Mm-hmm. What the heck, bro? Absolutely. But that's... That's, that's the part... That's like the debate with... Well, fallen men are writing in this Bible. How can we? How, how can, can we, we know it's from it? God? Yeah, but guess what? It also says all Scripture is God breathed. Absolutely, and not just that. The irony in Jesus being born into this fallen world, and he he wasn't born a king. It wasn't oh, King Jesus. No, his kingdom is in heaven. His kingdom is that that is not seen. His kingdom isn't here. His kingdom's in heaven. So whenever he comes, it's like there people are going through these proph- prophecies and they're like, man, this King Jesus, you know, like he's probably going to take over the Romans. He's going to do this, do that. And he just comes out in love and, me, and, and, yeah. and, and kindness. Let me go back to the Philippian scripture I read earlier. It says, but he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Isn't it ironic how God, coming in man form, Jesus, takes the form of a servant of no reputation? You would think, oh, this is God. He's going to be in the temples. He's going to be living lavish, chilling, you know, whatever. But no, he come, it's, it's the most ironic thing. He comes in the lowest form he can possibly come in. Because he's coming for sinners. He's not coming for those people oh, of a certain uh, criteria, a certain eligibility. No. He's coming for yeah. the worst of us. And and then Jesus, he picks his 12, the disciples. Let me tell you, they're not Harvard scholars. They are not <laughs> the elites whatsoever. They They are fishermen. And that's, in that day, it's, 
the big dogs in that day are the priests, and he's he's not picking up these long time start. No, he he picks up, you know, just these twelve eager fishers of men, and they come, and they and they get to they get to be a part of that. So that is the point of that is he was born into unrighteousness. His death, his blood makes us righteousness. And it doesn't matter what or the any of the things that are in the past. Once we become righteousness, for instance, Paul, he literally was did what he was doing and God tells this other man to go to Paul and pray for him. And this guy's like, do what? What are you like this you know what he's done, right, God? Just like everyone says, you you know who this guy is, right? You know what he's done. And then God's like, I want him. Oh that is that are you talking about you're talking about that Luke story that we read. Maybe so. Yeah, about yeah, about and the uh the debtors, aren't you? No, maybe no, not. No, 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 oh no, my no. hey, that's all me no. that's all me my fault. No. But he but God's like, No, I want him. And Paul literally is after God changes him and just absolutely uproots his life and he once he well he was Saul now he becomes Paul he's going into the same towns that he was killing these followers of Jesus in, and now he's preaching the true gospel he's set ablaze he's preaching the true gospel unashamed and equipped that's pretty cool I mean you said earlier about uh coming for sinners he came to save sinners it says uh luke 5 32 i've not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance and that's what he calls that that little background on that yeah he's it's like, when he's calling matthew his disciple you know matthew is a tax collector he's a jewish tax collector tax collectors in that time they're like i mean they're like i mean jews are being oppressed by tax collectors and he becomes a tax collector that's sideways. He's like the worst of the worst. And he calls yes. him, and people are like, bro, he's a tax collector. Come <laughs> yeah. on now. No, at, at, at so many points in, uh, when you see the disciples with Jesus, you can just see every time they're like, Jesus, like you know who this guy is, right? What are you doing? Oh, all the time. Like, like, like <laughs> they're going to protect Jesus from someone. Like, that's just hilarious oh, to me. Yeah. They're, so, they're so people, you know? Oh, they're yeah. So, they're like, this is the Messiah. We got it. We gotta protect him, Jesus. Do you know who this is? This is like, hold on a second. Well, it's not like you don't need to get screwed over. It's like, well, hold on. <laughs> you know, like it's Jesus. It is Jesus. But yeah, so back to First Timothy one four. We're talking about Paul previously persecuting Christians, which it means murdering Christians. What is what it means? And then he says. The grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus Jesus. His the grace the the Lord's grace is just overwhelming. Just it keeps going. It is no one is ever too far. And you know, I, it makes me think sometimes if Paul is doing some things like murdering Christians and then he Jesus or God can use him, imagine what he can do with me or mm. with you. Or with anybody, no one is too far gone for, 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 for Jesus. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's just for sure. so reassuring, man. 
yeah, I love that about that story that it's just so cool to me that he goes back. I mean, he just marches back into these territories like, yeah, I was wrong. Jesus, he's the one, you know, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I was, I was wrong. And that's okay. That is okay. Once things are made new, I, I go back and I'm like, man, I don't, there wasn't much I was right about before, you know, pre, pre God following days. I was, I was off topic. I was just way off, you know? So God's making me new. You know what? I just felt like God was calling me to say this. You know, we were, you know, we're talking about our need for a savior, right? And how everyone needs a savior on the way over here. Me and brain are talking about, you know, some things we've been through in our life and some low points in our life. And it just reminded me that, man, I'm just, I am, even though I have come so far in my journey already, man, I'm still so, there's so much more we can go. There's so much deeper we can go in our faith and always more and more, you know what I mean? Oh, And we're yes. always in need of Jesus. Oh, it's, it's, I always talk about this in sports, you know, you hit your prime, 22, 23, debatable, whatever. It's done 29, 28. Again, debatable. 35. You know, LeBron. You're, yeah, LeBron. Okay. Either way, even if, if you're the freakest freak and you go to 36, 37, that's mm-hmm. what, 14, 15 years of your life. Not long. Not long at all. True. Now, let's look at your prime of following Christ. Oh. That ends when you die. It, it it only grows. It you only get better. You you learn new moves. You learn new. It just keeps coming and more and more and more and more. That, that's awesome to me. This is an unending road, bro. I mean, I would say there's some old folks I know that are just peaking in their faith. You know what I mean? Mm. It, it, oh, it's man. never. I mean, I think me and you talk about this all the time. You know, we think we're 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 so knowledgeable now just imagine six months you know we've come so far in six months think about six months in the future a year in the future six six years in the future 60 years in the future the amount god keeps turning over stones in our lives Mm. and will and we i just it's amazing you know what i mean for sure it's progress progress and it's unending it's awesome so of course we're gonna head into segment we can lead it off sir okay well our first episode we felt like we we're gonna do sports debate segment now we're gonna just do debate segment because we for lunch what seems like a long time it ago it seems now, like two weeks ago a really long time ago now we had a Popeye's chicken <laughs> sandwich and oh my gosh good night oh me that just Hit oh, it different. just hit, hit the spot. Hit different, bro. It hit the spot. And, of course, you can't think about a Popeye's chicken sandwich without thinking about Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich. Alright, I'm going to put to bed this debate. I'm putting it to bed. Mm, put it to bed. I'm putting it to bed. The Popeye's... I have one more, th- one oh, more, go one ahead. more theory. Go ahead, my liege. Though. Ahead. <laughs> 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 Though. The one thing I will give to Chick-fil-A... I will say that their speed as well as 
Hey, they uh, were the okay, I'll stop you right there. We're not talking I customer know. service because okay. we know Chick Fil A. That's uh, number one. By far, no one compares. Okay, the second they will part change has tire to do. The second, they have to. <laughs> they will. This. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw the, I saw this I saw this meme one time and it was like if the Chick Fil A person is like yo you should get this give me two you know what give I mean give me double man you know, they can't steal you wrong. gotta know it's a like, Christian organization <laughs> gosh dang it yeah no it's like oh my gosh you know th- those those people are so nice but <laughs> regardless so the only thing I would say too is that Chick Fil A set the standard for this chicken sandwich they did do that. They set the standard very high. And Popeyes, they've probably been in the lab for like five years. They've been like, ooh, they've been I'm whipping it up. Studying film is what they've been doing. Yes, they've been they, they probably have a man going room. to get a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich they every have scouts day. out there watching Chick-fil-A. Stealing secrets, doing whatever they got to do to get, uh, get ahead of Anything. Game, you know what I'm saying? Like the New oh, England yeah. Patriots. The Popeyes it's, chicken it's sandwich. It's the New England Patriots okay. of the chicken sandwich game. Yep. Look what they've That's done what it now. Is. And they're just owning it. In but, my but, opinion, but, but guess what? We're keeping off topic. We have to focus on the product. I know. I know. On the product. Customer service, we know. know. That's not the argument. Make a decision, Brady. Right now. Oh, it's the Popeye's chicken sandwich, no doubt. Thank you, sir. The that's what, that's what I needed to know. Because wow. that's that's what we have to put to bed. Is the debate on the sandwich. First off, I'm going to name two things that are wrong with the Chick-fil-A sandwich. First off, super dry. I mean, if you don't have water, you will yeah, cut your and, tongue. You will probably and, cut your tongue. And the crunch. It's like chewing paper, man. And, but but sometimes you lose you lose. Sometimes it's super crunchy and, you know, real. Boost. I feel like Chick-fil-A. Sometimes it'll be crunchy and it'll be fried. Yeah, I, I haven't either. Years. I know. They used to make them, like, super they've crunchy. They've gotten complacent is what they've yeah, got. Yeah, they have. <laughs> they have. They've gotten soft on us, you know? I mean, they they're, they know they're at the top and they, they, they're falling asleep. Yeah, they, t- they took advantage now. My and God. Popeyes, they're coming they, out with quality they're chicken. They're the underdog. They're quality they chicken. They are the underdog. Yeah. And guess what underdogs do? They scrap. Mm. They fight. They they they're scrappy. They're <laughs> scrappy. And guess what? They're fighting and they have my vote. They that's 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 an underdog I will put my money on. And, oh yeah. And that's what I'm doing right now. So the Chick Fil A, the Popeyes chicken, the Popeyes chicken sandwich, crispy. I guess the dumb. Mayo, pickles. First off, the mayo is the deciding factor. I mean. I can eat a whole Popeye's chicken sandwich without taking a drink of water, which is an accomplishment in of itself, mm. if I have anything to say about it. Chick-fil-A, you can't, you can't do that. It's impossible. Mm-mm. But yeah, Popeye's as unanimous winner of this debate, I would say. Once again. Any last thoughts on the matter, Braden? Just a, they just get, I don't know what chick, they got, they get it done. They got some big chickens or what, but they, they, just, they beat they them suckers up, man. They go, they go piece that of meat. big on old there. chicken patty, man. Golly, I'm trying to fit Chick fil A, they ration two jaws. See, oh see Chick fil A, what they do, they realize they have about 50 customers in line at one time. That's true. So they're, they're rationing. Cause, I mean, I respect it. I respect it. I really do. They've been rationing for this. Dadgum coronavirus for but long before they've been yeah, preparing for five they have years, been preparing for five years for this very situation that we are in right and, now and that's probably 
like San Angelo, they ran out of chicken sandwiches in like a week. But Who Popeyes? The Popeyes did. I mean, every, I mean, every Popeyes, every Popeyes every Popeye time. <laughs> they, they do not ration, man. No. They give you your money's worth. Yes, and that's I respect it. Another thing I will say, last thing I'll say about Popeyes, has to do with customer services. I've waited a long time <laughs> in two lines. <laughs> I'll be dang if they didn't give me another chicken sandwich one time and more chicken the other time. That for free. That don't sound right. I, mean, I ain't been to the same Popeyes you've been to. On, cross my heart, man. <laughs> they did. And I, I, thank you so much. I'll take another. Well, we'll wrap it up. Okay. Unanimous on this side. Harris boys. 2-0, Popeye's Chicken Sandwich, come out on top. We'll see what's next week. Anyways, we're going to leave y'all off with some scripture this evening. Or I should say this morning. It's this practically 1 a.m., but regardless. You know, last time, last episode, we left y'all with some scripture just to think about, you know. And we want to do that again today. First off, I'm going to read 2 Timothy 1.9. And it starts off. Saying, God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to, uh, given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Christ gave us our calling before time started, bro. It's kind of specific. Very specific. Yeah. Part two. Part Job two. Th- Job 38. Job 38. Job thirty-eight is a doozy. No, y'all, y'all, hold on to y'all seats here. Mm-hmm. Job thirty-eight, verse four. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding, who determines who determined its measurements? Surely you know. And then we're gonna skip ahead to verse thirty-three. Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Can you set their dominion over the earth? Can you lift up your voices to the clouds that an abundance of water may cover you? Can you send out lightnings that they may go and say to you, here we are? Who has put wisdom in the mind or who has given understanding to the heart? Who can number the clouds by wisdom or who can pour out the bottles of heaven when the dust hardens in clumps and the clouds cling together? Can you hunt the prey for the lion or satisfy the appetite of the young lions? Man, I'm out here trying to yelling in the mic and stuff, bro. I get fired up reading that. Oh, me too. Good night. Read Job 38, 39, and 40. Yeah, uh, we, we we left out some st- the All of Job 38 is just It's just telling that you. That theme. You yeah, know? it's just telling you what God has made and how he is. He only, in just a way that only he can explain it. And. The context for that is, if anyone y'all just dive into Job, and he he had went through a lot of tough things, and then he begins to question God. Really, really tough things. He begins to question God, and this is what God tells him. And then, can you hunt the prey for the lion or satisfy their appetite? That's just the lion of the tribe of Judah. Hmm, it's crazy. So. Man, that is powerful stuff. Well, we'll wrap it up. R- wrap it up for today, Brayden. What do you think about this episode? I think we did a really good job. I think it was fire. I think it was good. 
Well, as always, we encourage y'all. If y'all ever want to talk to us about any questions y'all have, we uh, we just always are loving and always ready to talk about the scripture. And just y'all stay safe out there. Feel free to subscribe and follow us on social media at the Kingdom Vision Podcast on Instagram and at Kingdom Vision underscore on Twitter for updates on future content releases. We encourage you to contact us at Kingdom Vision Podcast at gmail.com so we can discuss topics y'all are interested in. Thank you for listening. God bless.